Are you ready for Chicago Bears football? You are listening to the Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. Stop it. Hosted by Bull Bearded Beauties, Gal and Danny Boy. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, Bear Dumb. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Chicago Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. We are playing the Green Bay Packers this week, and we are perhaps inching closer to playoffs or oblivion. Woo! How does it feel? <laughs> well, playoffs or oblivion, I, that, it, it could be oblivion, yeah. Uh, you know, listen, this has been a crazy year. I, at 5-1, and one, I thought for sure we were going to make the playoffs. We have like an 88% <laughs> yes, chance 80s, of making the yes. playoffs at 5-1. and one. <laughs> And then it went down to like 4%. <laughs> After the six-game uh, losing streak, and now it's back up to something in the 70s again, Horrendous. I think, right? Um, so, yeah, it's just, just a crazy, crazy yo-yo year. It feels like – doesn't that Nick Foles-Atlanta game feel like it was oh, from God, 10 years ago? It doesn't even I feel know. like the same and, season. And know it's so tough about you know? that. It's, you know, that was already controversial that, uh, you know, Mitch had a winning record, but he hadn't done enough to obviously keep the job. Nick Foles gets it. And – I think Mitch, I mean, we could agree that Mitch probably would have got the job a lot quicker back had he not hurt himself on the one play he comes in and plays on. So that's an even crazier <laughs> element. Oh, and Mitch. So we don't now have this like, sample size of Mitch this year. I mean, it's, it's crazy. We don't even know what to expect week by week. It's, yeah, it's, it's a wild, wild week. So let, let, let's, let's start with the game. Before we go on to next week, right? Uh, what were your thoughts on the on the game? Because we talked at halftime, and we had two very different takes at the half. I think. Check, check, text. That's one test too. You cut out, buddy. Say it one more time. Yeah, no. I think uh, let's start with the game. Um, I think because you we we talked at at halftime, and we had two very different kind of outlooks on the game itself. So what, what, why don't you kind of give me where you were at, at the half uh, during the Jacksonville uh, yes, Jaguars yes, yes. game? So, I was in a bad state of mind. You were somehow the upbeat one, which is always so funny how sometimes I'm the depressed one, you're the depressed one, I'm panicked, you're panicked. Um, I just wanted it to be a blowout way before it was. Uh, The defense, I mean, the opening drive, the defense let them march down the field. This defense has looked terrible. Not terrible. I mean, it's. I know it's all relative, but for what we want to see, they look terrible for weeks now, like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So it's just another frustration there. Um, and, you know, we hadn't put enough enough points on the board. So it was just all around. I'm just tired of this team. All of a sudden, you know, I don't have expectations of them, and then they blow up. You know, they, they beat the hell out of uh, Minnesota. And then when I had these high expectations, they come out of the gate and they look very flat against Jacksonville. So I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good. Ah, but then obviously it ended well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think my, my feeling was it's like a, it's like an animal. It's like, it's like your pet cat playing with uh, like a, a, it's food before it just goes in for the kill. And I, you know, so now I'm with you on defense, like, and we'll talk about defense in a second, but offensively, listen, I think they were trying, they use this game as a practice where in that first half, they're like, okay, we're not going to be able to get away with this levels concept rollout stuff against better opponents. So we need to start practicing some, so, you know, we need to add some wrinkles to this 
get Mitch familiarized with it, get get the offense familiarized with it, and it was mixed success. It wasn't it wasn't great, but again, they were trying new yeah. things uh, for for a kind of larger purpose. So I have, you know, I have some, uh, you know, uh, uh, I give them some some leeway there, right? And and you know, there were some really good ideas that they had, right? So the Bears, we always run now with Mitch and in this offense, something called levels. So levels is when you hear the announcer say that. It's basically three guys coming, just running across the field, almost in a in a kind of shallow slant, mm-hmm. if you were, if you will. Mitch rolls out the direction that they're running, and then the the advantage of that is he only has to make one read, but he has three guys directly uh, yes. in his sight line, yeah. right? So he's got I a short guy, a medium guy, and a long yeah. guy, yep. right? Yeah, I mean, we run it about. Yes, nice. yes, it's a game now, right? So, so we run it all the time. So, it's 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 a constant kind of feature. Now, if the quarterback is able to kind of get to uh, make the uh, read the defender properly, then it's successful. However, that that simplicity, you can imagine that a defensive corner is going to look at that and go, "Oh, okay, we're just going to sit one guy in zone, and they won't be able to do that anymore, and that'll be that." So what the Bears were trying to do, and I really liked it, was they were trying – they were starting off in levels, but then guys would, like, peel off into, like, a wheel or guys would just, like, stop and then, like, it would be, like, a dagger concept. Um, So they were doing all these, like, little wrinkles, still not putting a lot on Mitch's plate, still keeping it simple, but still keeping guys guessing. And listen, that's going to take a game for everybody to get comfortable with the timing and all this other kind of stuff. It's no negative remark on Mitch. It's just – it takes a minute to kind of – change up something right um, okay so that's why okay. i didn't feel okay. bad at all so yeah i mean that that makes a lot of sense to me yeah so but you're right on the defense this, i mean this is the thing, right on the what a what a season that now we're like yeah bears offense not, not not so worried about it they put points on the board and now we have to worry about our defense just looking so flaccid not good man i mean not good they just there's no pressure you couldn't get to mike glennon i mean it's insane to me pagano if whatever happens to this coaching staff pagano there's the door, buddy. He just doesn't have it. It's just this, you know, this soft zone stuff. So guys always have just this space to run. I mean, and you're not having, you're not tumbling down on a guy like Mike Lennon, who is like six six, who has no mobility to speak of whatsoever. And you're not getting this guy uncomfortable. It's just looking not good. <laughs> so that's almost where the the, the discomfort was it's... coming from, my friend. Yeah. I mean the 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 Vildor Shelley combo on the left side is scary, but what's even just more puzzling is the lack yeah. of pressure. Like I just don't get it. It's so bizarre to me because like when I watch the individual players work, they all individually seem to be doing a good job. Like Mac is getting upfield, Hicks is beating his guy uh nichols is doing a good job but then for some reason it just doesn't translate into into consistent pressures and i you're right it has it's something it's that these are not bad players you know you can say something about robert quinn but actually no. robert quinn wasn't bad in this game i mean this is why for um, me it has to, i'm thinking that it has to but, be pagano like you, you have know, to scheme guys uh yeah, it has to it be has because to be you have too much talent, yeah. and sure, people regress. This is two years later from you know the 2018 season. Yeah, I get it, um, but no, but yeah, we're just—it's not even just like okay, we're we're not putting it on in a half. I mean, we're not putting it on game in game out. Where it's just like it's—it's it's been months now where we're just yeah. not seeing that pressure. You know what I'm—you know what I'm talking about when it's just like oh my gosh, like the 
it's just you know the line just coming barreling down on the quarterback and they're just like oh shit you know trying to get it out of that last second you just don't see people uncomfortable oh yeah at all yeah i mean yeah you absolutely see it i mean i sent you just kind of a, a quick tangent i sent you something on twitter you know these 12 games that carson wentz played oh, this year wow. he was sacked 50 times oh wow <laughs> which is crazy you know it's insane that has to be the highest per game sack oh, it's like God. four per game right Brutal. more than four per game Ouch. that's that's horrific you know, but yeah, so, but, but yeah, it, it's, uh, sorry, so I just brought that up because I just thought it was just amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he's even walking yeah. still. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, you know, when you know it, when you see it, and I think when I look back at like what we did well, it's, you know, we run a lot of stunts. That's how we get pressure. But then for some reason, Pagano's not calling that. And I get, you know, earlier in the season, especially during that six game losing streak where you said, okay, you, you can say that. Yes. You know, he had to play conservatively yes. because they have no, uh-huh. no no faith in the offense. But exactly. you can't make that excuse anymore. Like, it's just not something you can make anymore, right? Where they – there's something not wrong with the yeah. dude's head yeah, in terms of the, the aggression that you have with, with the playmakers that you and have. And this is actually of all the things we, we, you know, we criticize this coaching staff. And, you know, now I am warming up to the idea that, yeah, listen, young coaches have to adjust and learn how to adjust. And – you know, I will give Nagy that credit. I think a lot of Chicago fans are just okay. Well, they are adjusting. Sure, they're playing against crummy defenses, crummy teams, but we have put on these points consistently. But then I do have to ask, okay, well, Nagy, why aren't you having that talk with Pagano? Or why is nothing changing? Why does it all look the same week in, week out? How come there's so much space? You know, like how Fuller's pick playing like forty yards yeah. off the receiver. I mean, it's just, it's like, <laughs> it's just crazy to me every week. So, anyway, I'm trying, I'm trying not to be negative about it all, but the thing is, no, but the things that concern yeah. me going into this. Week, I know, I know. These are the things that we saw. And these are the things that stood out to me. Yeah, just, just one quick thing about Nagy. It appears that his job is safe. Well, I think multiple reporters have now put it out there that that uh, Nagy's been told by ownership that his job is secure for next year, regardless of the outcome going forward. Um, so I don't know how you feel about that, but I, cause I, I don't know how to feel about that. Cause you know, I, I've been a pro Nagy guy here, but there's been a, there's been a number of things that you just can't ignore this, this latest kind of snafu with the defense is is one of them. The Rashad coward thing, how you continue to stay with him is, is the thing that I'll never, yeah, that yeah, I'll never yeah. let go. And, <laughs> yes, you know, it's just how how do you let how does and that the guy questionable? Play remember, we can't forget games. the questionable play call. Uh, I mean, how long it took him to adjust. I mean, it was weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. We're like, listen, absolutely. hand the play card off to somebody else and pay attention to the game. But I, I believe I was listening to Hogan Johns. I was referencing those guys, but um, I think Kevin Fishbane was on there and he was saying, yeah, we haven't seen. Or in, last, in these last few games, we haven't seen these big uh, timeout snafus, you know, those big, like, weird timeouts, and then they come out of the timeout, and then there's, like, a false start. We haven't seen those egregious, nasty, um, you know, head-scratching plays in the last few games. So, yeah, maybe Nagy is more focused. But, yes, yeah. it was concerning. But if he's arrived and he's now aware, okay, I got to pay attention to the game. I got to be ready with the next play. So, or, or as you mentioned, we got to have a few plays ready, you know, okay. So we can't just, you know, be going into this one at a time. We kind of have to have this whole series kind of sketched out. Um, and so maybe he is being a little more yeah. proactive and, 
learning how to coach because he's not bogged down by having to be the offensive play caller. I don't know. It's interesting because, you know, that uh, Cole Komet thing at the one uh, – or it's really at the 18-inch line, right? So I want to say – I want to say – What are you going to say? I wanted to say, like, if it worked, we would have said great. But then actually, I can't, I can't say that. We would, even yeah. if it was a touchdown, we would have said, why the hell are you doing that? It's, it's you really the, need a foot and a half. Just, just give it yes. to Montgomery. It's the Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl situation. I mean, you are at yeah. the one, and you have somebody who has been running over the defense all day. You run that yeah. ball, <laughs> okay? Uh, it's, it's making sense. It's, <laughs> makes no it, it, sense at no, all. It, it makes yeah. no sense, and I think the I think the announcers, you know, obviously gave Nagy a bit of shit for it of just trying to be cute. I mean, just yeah. really, why are you trying to be cute there? But again, he is running the ball; it is working, so it is nice. So there, there are things that I I do understand. Okay, when you look at his record, you're like, Matt Nagy does have a winning record. He's never had a losing season, and even though that that six-game losing streak was very, very scary. And what, what was really uncomfortable about it is just that, you know, he wasn't adjusting. He wasn't. He was still kind of like head in the ground. But the thing is, I mean, he, did, he didn't have a lot to work with. I mean, really, yes. Yeah, the that's, that's what crazy. The line was so terrible that, I mean, even if you had just a workable line still, you would have, even with all those mistakes, won a few of those games. And you might be looking at a nine- 10 win season there i mean yeah so I think if you had this version of the line i think we would have won a few games in there now i yeah. think the Foles experiment wasn't a successful one uh, partially that was because of the line and it was yeah. partially because i think i think Nagy has this desire to to kind of create the next mahomes or he has this that's i think that's what he you know, he did mishandle Mitch in that way, but I think he has this desire to run some version of what's being run in Kansas city. But, you know, I watch all the Kansas city games and I'm not actually sure that that's like a good strategy that they have. Yeah. It's just, they no, get away right. with it because they're so because they have, loaded, you know? Exactly. You know, it's funny that people used to complain. We, we all used to complain about Andy Reid's schemes and you're like, man, he's not running the ball enough. And so that was a very imperfect scheme, but you happen to have, a generational talent at QB and yeah. Pro Bowl pieces all around that Everywhere. offense. I mean, so yeah, this is not something you should try to emulate because you don't have those pieces. Okay, you can't exactly. be doing that. You exactly. don't have somebody like, as fast as Tyreek Hill. You don't have that, you know, dominant tight end, the best tight end yeah. in the league. Well, he's, the, he's the best tight end in football. He's like 1,400 yards receiving. It's unbelievable, this Nuts. guy, right? Nuts. And But, yeah, it's like, I, I think about all these Andy Reid coaches, like the ones who have had success, like Rivera, Harbaugh, Frank Reich, they actually don't run the Andy Reid offense. They run some version of it, but they don't really run – they're not slavish to it at all. And the guys who are unsuccessful, like Nagy and Peterson, and yes, I know Peterson won a Super Bowl, but I mean, listen, that was the most random of hot streaks. <laughs> like, <laughs> go ahead and try to replicate that again, okay? Like, that's just a completely random hot streak, I think. I mean, look, listen, he's gotten Carson Wentz killed. We just talked about 50 sacks in 12 games. Like, what, what are you doing from a schematic perspective where any quarterback is getting sacked 50 times in 12 games. Yep. That's just unreal. No you know, that's just, it's crazy. Um, and, and 
you had a guy in Carson Wentz who I think most people would have thought was a top 15 quarterback coming into the season, right? Who now just looks like he he's just completely gone. Yeah. Um, and that's the, and they're running, they're trying to run some version of that KC system. So I I don't know. I'm not convinced that 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 KC system is something that's worth even uh, that's worth even re- replicating. I, I, I maybe I, maybe it's just not that good of a system, and it's just Mahomes just makes everything look good. So maybe maybe Nagy's coming around. Good. So maybe Nagy is coming maybe. around on that idea, and he's just like, listen, I have to tailor. I can't tailor try to Mitch to my system and expect Mitch and this team with these pieces to to become that so i got to work with who they are and you know we had talked about that with the running scheme as well the running like o-line scheme um that you can't just have this like you know scheme in theory you're going to have it what works with these pieces etc so maybe Nagy's turning the corner what what can we expect what can we hope do we have any possibility of getting a dub for you this week i th- i think i think it starts with David Montgomery. And I think we haven't given him props over the last five weeks. No, we so have not on the show. We had doubts. Uh, and you, yeah. you, you know, you had yeah. doubts and, you know, you had said certain things because let's face it, he was running into walls. And so, you know, he was trying to juke. We weren't seeing him have anything to work with. So that's all we were able to draw upon. But man, that guy yeah. plays with some heart. That guy plays with some heart. Oh, and yeah. passion. It, it is awesome to see. When he gets to the hole clean, like he has been the last few games, he's a different player. He he becomes a special player when he gets into there clean because now he's not having to make that one move. And and if he gets the ball not in shotgun, you know, if he's getting it from single back and he's not getting it from an RPO because he needs that – he needs to build that momentum yes. because he's not that fast of a player, right. right? He's just not that fast, right? So, But if he gets that first step and he gets to the hole – well, he's tough to bring down. He's really yes, tough to bring down. It is wild. And I love what I'm seeing from him, like where – and the offensive line has really helped him. There was this great play break, breakdown that Olin Kutz had on his Twitter feed where I think it was, you know, Montgomery's coming from like left all the way – you know, he has that run where he gets all the way to the outside and yeah. like 25 yards. It's crazy. That's the yeah. play. I, I thought the play was going to be dead and, at, at two yards. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he's he's like listen, like Bars makes his block, um, Mustafar makes his block, and then Komet on the outside seals. All those things happen, but Montgomery could have taken any of those holes. But he was he had the intelligence to understand that if he got outside, it's going to be a big, big gain. So give him all the credit. But yeah, the blocking has been a revelation, especially Sam Mustafar, who I think is probably going to be our starting center next year. Um, wow. I think he's been that good. I'm I'm surprised. I don't think Bars is going to be starting. I think he's going to be a utility guy. But I'm really happy with the offensive line. I mean, the last few games, Mitch is hardly touched. He's sitting back there clean all day. His jersey doesn't get hurt or damaged. Yep. And they're blowing holes for Montgomery. Yes, they that are. Just, yes, they I just are. didn't. I didn't see that coming at all. So this is this is the hopes for this is the hopes for Green Bay. I mean, because we saw Dalvin Cook earlier in the season just ripped through Green Bay. And so Minnesota just dominated the clock. It kept, I mean, I imagine that was the recipe, right? I mean, you just keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands because that offense is awesome. Aaron Rodgers is playing some of his best ball. Uh, you have Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, Aaron Jones, one of the best running backs in the league, one could argue. So you got to get the ball. You can't have the ball in their hands too often. 
Yeah, Aaron Jones, by the way, only 50 yards more rushing for the I season. I know. Than, is, uh, David Montgomery. Isn't that Dave Montgomery, top five. It's funny because yeah. in fantasy football, I finished second. I didn't win the league. I was pretty bummed about it. Um, I had a bunch of wide receivers. I had drafted a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of wide receivers, and I was going to use one of them as trade bait. But there just wasn't a lot of serviceable running backs out there that were playing consistent. So. I mean, Yes, David Montgomery is a top five running back. You know, he's better than most. It's so funny, yeah. Because he just squeaked into a thousand yards in week 16. And that's, I mean, like 10 years ago, like every, it seemed like there was like 20 guys running for a thousand yards, right? Now, now there's like hardly anybody getting over a thousand, right? Because you have, I think it's like Henry and and Dalvin Cook are like 1,500 and 1,700 yards. And then it just like falls off a cliff to guys who are around a thousand yards, right? And there's like two or there's like three of them basically. And then there's like another cliff to guys who are like at seven hundred. And that's it. That's the running back position now in in twenty twenty, right? So, um, I, I think it's it. I, I just find it interesting that, yeah, of course he he is a top five back. Like you just look at the numbers. He's he's top ten in carries, or sorry, he's top five in carries. He's top five in yards. Um, he's top five what in do you carries. Want? He get a lot of... He's top five in carries. Yeah. How is that? I think possible? he's number six. How is that possible? No, but because nobody gets yeah. carried. There's no one like fair enough. Yeah. Now people use other than those three guys that you yeah. hear of. That's right. Yeah. Everyone has like two, three. Even Alvin Kamara doesn't get them as many carries as. You oh think. no, it's insane. I, I know he. Had, I had him in. I had him in the ESPN league. Yeah. I mean, Latavius Murray is not just ripping away five. I mean, sometimes Latavius Murray has. He sometimes out carries Camara, and Camara's just yeah, using exactly. the backfield as a receiver. So that's yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow, I think he's averaging like twelve or thirteen carries a game, which you would not think. Like Alvin Kamara, you would think that he has more, but he doesn't really. You know, I, Montgomery's running more than Alvin Kamara is, right? So he gets more rushing touches than than Kamara does, right? So it's just the nature of the game, and I think you know that this is why, like, even though Montgomery has emerged. I still think you need to get another running back so that you can save Montgomery Agreed. down the stretch, Agreed. you know, so you can keep that explosion because he does run really violently. And that does, that does. I actually me. wish we had, you know, I uh, actually wish we had a Jordan Howard uh, with a good line to just barrel, barrel head. Like when you need that yeah. one yard, because I don't sometimes love David Montgomery when we're trying to get that one yard because um, no, it's just, that's not his, uh, you know, is necessarily his strength. You know, yeah, there'd that... be somebody else who would be in that role. So I definitely agree. So, but let's talk about this game. Let's talk about, so what yeah. needs to happen for the bears to have any chance? My... So Montgomery needs a big game yeah. for sure. Absolutely. And I think the thing is like, we have to be clever on defense because what happened in the last game, and this is what we talked about all the time, because our favorite guy, Danny T was just humiliated on, 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 on television you know, where, where Aaron Rodgers was able to ISO Devontae Adams <laughs> Ouch. on Danny Javathon yeah. covering 20 yards across. Like, I mean, like, listen, Brian Urlacher in his prime, that's a bad matchup for Urlacher. Um, it's, I don't know how we're going to get around that because, like we said before, Pagano to me is just so uncreative. We have a very declarative offense or defense. You know, what they did – I just watched that game this morning. Uh, you know, what they were doing, they were motioning um, a guy away from Roquan so they would force Roquan all the way to the sideline. And then the whole middle of the field is just Danny Trevathan and Travis Gibson. Oh, wow. Um, 
and then and then Adams running straight at them. They actually did the same thing on Sunday night against against the Titans, where they just cut the Titans to shreds. You know, um, so that to me is the the key. That whatever happens in that relationship, if we're because I thought offensively, listen, the game got out of hand the first time we played them. But I don't think we no, humiliated. No, we didn't. That was actually when Mitchell. Right? That was when we actually started seeing flashes of an offense. Yeah, I think so. So to me, it comes down to the defense yeah, yeah. here. And, and man, it's yeah. a tough. It's a tough task. You know, we. Yeah. This is this is a, such the irony that we wanted to be in this situation of once upon a time where like all we have to do is just get some you know decent play out of Mitch. And, you know, our defense could get it done. It's like now we are getting decent play out of Mitch in the offense, and the, the offense is running. But our, our defense can't stop a nosebleed. That, that's so tough. It's <laughs> so tough. It's so cruel. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned. And right now, not only – obviously, you know, we winning, we get in. Right now with the Arizona Rams, uh, Jared Goff just had a surgery on his thumb, so he's out. Um, the what is his name? The main receiver on Wolf. No, the main receiver oh, on the right, Rams sorry. is also Cooper, Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's out because of COVID. Yeah. So, man, I mean, yeah. in Arizona, by the way, um, Murray has uh, you know a bit of a leg injury, though a he's still going to play, but yeah. that could take away his running ability. So, I am hoping somehow, some way, uh, the Rams can pull that off because it's it is going to be tough to take off. Uh, to take out the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they are playing. I mean, they have to be one of the best teams in the NFC. I mean, yes, they did get their ass kicked by, by Tampa, think, but come on. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's 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 a weird game. I think that happens all the time. I think them and Casey are the two best teams in, in yes, football. Um, is is kind of my my feel right? And they're a really good team. And Aaron, Rod- I think you know, it's going to be Rogers or Mahomes for MVP. Yep. It's, a, it's going to be a big debate down the stretch, but I think it's going to be one of those two guys. I think it'll be Rogers just simply because as we said, Casey is just so stupidly loaded. Um, and even though Mahomes has been great, I mean, Rogers, he looks just like Obi-Wan Kenobi no, out there. Doesn't he? Like he doesn't even look like he's, he's so cool and calm and just kind of, He's, he doesn't even look like he's trying, and that's what really frustrates no, him so crazy. much about it's him. It's just working. Where just nothing really bothers nope. him, and they did. You know, he's just kind of oh, bing, bing, I remember bing. the off season. We 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 always hope there's going to be some like bad, ugly narrative for Green Bay, and it ends up just working out like swimmingly for them. And oh, oh yeah, didn't draft a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Well, turns out they don't need one. Okay, Devonta Adams is playing his best ball. He's getting 13 receptions a game. Even though you know the ball's going to Devonta Adams, you still can't stop him. And then they've gotten the tight end involved, Aaron Jones, and even some of the other receivers have uh, stepped up when they needed to. So they're gonna they're gonna be done. They're gonna put up points. So it's gonna be hard to stay. I mean, ultimately. This is going to have to be an offensive shootout. <laughs> that's 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 worrisome. I think that so. That is a yeah. bit worrisome. And that's yeah, but that's the thing. Green Bay's not very. They're 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 not a good defense. They're they're not a top fifteen defense, right? So that's the thing that I mean, they're not bad. Actually, I shouldn't say they're not a yeah. top fifteen defense. It depends yeah, on the yeah, metric. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I know everyone is now all of a sudden all of a sudden DVOA is the big thing to look at, which I I just don't understand why DVOA is the all of a sudden has become the standard now. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I think they're a mid-tier defense, right? I, I don't think they're good. I don't think they're bad though either. Um, oh. But yeah, it's like we we should be okay. 
offensively. It's just defensively. How are you going to stop Aaron Rodgers? Enough? Okay, so defensively, who, if somehow the Bears were able to pull off this victory, who would have had to have shown up on that defense? So obviously, you you need so to I, be like, wow, yes, yeah. Khalil Mack. This is why we brought him to Chicago. We're going to need to be having that conversation if we're talking about a Bears win, uh, right? I mean, that he got home. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, who else? Yeah, I think for sure the passers are going to be. I think the passers are going to be there, but I think the, I think the thing that it's really going to make the difference is Eddie Jackson here. And the reason I say Eddie Jackson is because you you just can't give up these back breaking plays to Devontae Adams, and you're going to have to concoct a way to get Eddie over Devontae Adams at all times because you cannot have De- Danny Trevathan covering the middle of the field by himself. And then what's going to happen then is if, if you're taking Eddie Jackson and kind of having him shadow Adams, you want Rodgers then to have to hold on to the ball an extra second, and then the pass rush gets there. But I think unless that happens, the pass rush is not going to get there because Rodgers is so yep. smooth Quick. and fast with his decision-making. He'll get the ball out. You have to get him to hold it for an extra second and I think the key to that is not Mac or Hicks. It's actually Bojack. And I think that's the guy that is going to have to have a game, the game of his life. Because, by the way, he's quietly – first half of the season, I, I will defend him all, all day. Second half of the season, man, he has been up and down <clears throat> just as much as everybody yeah, no, else. It's, it's right? sad so, to see. I, I try not to <clears throat> assign too much to it because, I mean, it's hard when the – the offense was not scoring any points. I mean, it's hard to not be completely demoralized. And while Nagy didn't lose the locker room, certainly the defense lost some of that uh, pep in their step. Yeah, yeah. Mojo. I mean, things, yeah, things stopping fun. And I guess it just says, well, it's a, you know, he's a high character guy. Well, he keeps playing through, through it all week in, week out. But then again, these guys are human, and it's been two seasons of kind of inconsistency. So I'm hoping with all this on the line, we can see some of the greatest play come from these guys who are supposed to be our stars of our team. Kyle Fuller as well. Kyle Fuller is due. Uh, he hasn't had any, uh, not only interceptions, but he hasn't had any really any pass breakups. Maybe people aren't throwing to him. This was a point that was talked about again on Hogan Johns that I listened to this yeah. morning. But yeah, I mean, case in point, yes, he needs to have this big game. I mean, we, we need to see something. Next. We need to, when the game that uh, the Packers lost to Tampa, it was because, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers actually threw the ball away. He actually threw a pick six. He almost threw a second pick six. I mean, we need yeah. to have yeah. a Green Bay team just who perhaps is already looking ahead to the playoffs. They know that they need to obviously finish strong because they're going for the number one seed. But, you know, that maybe they're looking past the Bears the way they dissected the Bears defense before. And, yeah, we need best. We need Pagano to have his best game as a Bear. Okay, we need to have Eddie Jackson have his best game as a bear, or at least the best game of his season. Anything's possible. Score prediction? Yeah. Best case scenario. So I think I think I think what's going to happen is we're going to lose this game, uh, and Arizona's going to lose as well. I'm not high on Arizona at all. I think they're a paper tiger. I think the Rams are a superior team. I like Wolford over there. Uh, um, I think that Wolford is a guy that the Bears should be looking at next year as a cheap replacement. Wow. So I think we're going to lose, but we're still going to get into the playoffs oh, is what I think is going to happen right. here. Um, and But I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think I, – I don't think that the Packers are going to walk all over us. And I think there's real hatred 
<laughs> maybe hatred is too strong of a word, but there's a dislike between the Bears, this current group of guys, and 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 the uh, and the Packers. Particularly, our defensive linemen just cannot stand their offensive linemen, all the cut blocking, all that nonsense. They just hate them. Um, and I think it's it's going to be a close game. I, I think it's not going to be a shootout though. It's going to be both teams are going to be under thirty. And I think it'll come down to probably like one random play here or there, you know, either a Mitch pick or a Rogers pick. Um, I think that's going to be the difference. It's going to be so close, but I think they, they, they're just so much. Rogers is, yeah, I think he's going to be the MVP. It's going to be tough for us to beat. Uh, that I, I, team, think, I think I think with Green Bay, I'm seeing like a closer game exactly than, you know, we might expect, especially seeing that previous game. The Bears are fired up. Obviously, Green Bay has something to play for, too. I could see a 27-20 Green Bay win where uh, there were times where it was close, even maybe even going into the fourth quarter, um, where, you know, there was still a chance to, uh, for the Bears to pull through. But in the end, Rodgers is just playing his A game. Maybe one of the best seasons of his career. It's crazy to think that. But, uh, yes, but in the end – this is exciting. We have something to play for. Not only something to play for against our rivals, the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be a juicy one. I'm definitely going to be staying up late to watch this game. We'll be chatting, and we will be there uh, hopefully next week, folks, to talk about uh, going into the playoffs. Woohoo! Playoffs! There you have it, folks. Another <laughs> edition of the Chicago Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. We're excited. We have something to play for, and hopefully we totally bear down. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation With your T-formation Bear down, Chicago Bears And let them know why you're wearing the crown You're the pride and joy of Illinois Chicago Bears, bear down The Bears This is my Bears, people